is the Tiltcast, episode 404, The Power of Gravity. And this week, guys, we talk more Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Destiny 2, Jedi Fallen Order, and new games, MechWarrior 5 and Phoenix Point. Stay tuned. Last show of the year. Let us tickle your ears. Almost in unison. I'm depressed. <laughs> All you had to do was ask. It's the Tiltcast. And we're back. And I'm Nas. Really? That's all I had to do was ask? Yes. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And together. That's not asking. That's shaking. May I? Oh. Uh, maybe what? May I have a can? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't get to stop for one. Oh. oh. So we're going to get a... Th- Another crack. There we go. There we go. All right. And together we're going to get several minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. And some games and some news. Yeah. There's uh, there's been quite a bit of shit that happened over the last week. There has been. Yeah. Um, We may have a longer news section and a shorter game section. Possibly. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Jason, (laughs) dude, what is up, sir? So, so far, Jason's been my dad. I have been. Oh, that's, that's, uh, no, no. Wow. The truly golden moment. So, of course, he, he told us last week he needs some help finishing putting up that ceiling fan. Right. Right. So I attempt to come over and do that Wednesday night, but we end up leaving the house to look at lights with the kids and whatnot late. So we didn't get over here till like 8.30. So I came back last night, a little bit earlier, got here about 8 o'clock, sitting there doing it. And I'm halfway through, you know, hanging this thing. We've tested it, everything. I'm putting it all up. And he's like, I feel like I'm with my dad right now. Wow. Jason just soaked it in. He's like, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, this yeah. is going on the podcast. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, younger than your my little, you're, you're younger than my little brother, but. <laughs> but I was doing all things electricity and manliness. But you understand why he's he's kind of a little not cool with electricity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or uh, bare wires oh, yeah. or anything that has totally. uh, That's the reason I helped him. I've been electrocuted a total of five times. And two of those were lightning bolts. <laughs> so. <laughs> story for another time. But, right. Um, well, stories that are in past episodes. Yeah, you can go yeah, find we, them. We talked about it. Um, yeah. I'm not cool with electricity at all. And what happened is my dad came over here last week and we attempted to do this project. And what happened is, is I just have three white wires up there. Uh, which makes for a really interesting uh, wiring job. Uh, yeah. And right. When uh, we were pulling it apart, he he was just thought it would be easy, and so he just unscrewed everything, pulled it off, and we're like, "Oh shit! There's this is not color coded." No. And we didn't have any kind of wire tester or anything like that with us. You just so it was just kind of like hit and miss. Well, hit and miss is a really bad thing to say about electricity. But uh, well, you grab a hold of one wire, and if it if it starts to shock you, you let it go. Yeah, so <laughs> we were not okay with it. I threw the breaker three times until I said, "Dad, we're stopping." And yeah. of course, 
Jess is like, do you want to just call an electrician? I was like, no. Yeah, because that'll only cost like an entire month's worth of pay. I was very <laughs> adamant. She's like, I know contractors. We can. Do. I was like, let me no. think about this first. And then coincidentally, Jason was here the very next night and said, hey, um, I think I can do that. Yeah. All you all you need is, you know, a meter. And all I needed was to come over with my multimeter. But yeah. so half the problem was I start to head over here Wednesday and I get my multimeter out. It won't work. It's dead. Replace the batteries. Dead. Still fucking won't work. Mm. Dead, dead. So Justin had to go buy one of those pins. Yeah, I, just, I had him go buy one of those pins. Oh, oh, just the little fucking like light pins. Yeah. So it just lights up a little LED at the well, back end. It's of not it. quite that simple. This is one you didn't have to touch anything with. Yeah. So oh. you a little bit safer. Oh, okay. You just have to get it near the wire, and it detects. Ah, uh, okay. I haven't seen one of those before. Yeah. Um, it's a thirty dollar investment. Cool. I'll show it. it. I'll show it to you. I mean, it's it's worth the thirty bucks. Sure, you could buy a decent multimeter for that. Yeah, you could. Um, but for somebody who's not going to use it all the time, and but there's so really many different uses for that. Use it occasionally there's because some... you can use those pins just like you do a multimeter. So oh. if you're looking for voltage, yeah, it measures that car but... wiring or anything. Like that, it actually measures the voltage. The number of lights that light up will actually tell you the amount yeah, of voltage that's in it. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's not one hundred percent accurate like a multimeter is, but it's good enough for layman. Does it have power? It does have power. Yay! Well, will this kill me? Is yep. it? Yep. <laughs> is it sixty volts? Is it one hundred twenty volt? Is it two twenty? It will tell you that. By the amount of lights that light up. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's that's fine, I guess. That that would be easy enough. Okay. Exactly. And it's nothing you have to sit and kind of finagle and wonder, why is it like half a volt off? Because, I mean, all of this stuff is a little bit. Well, you you could use a, uh, the – so the difference with the multimeter is that you could do things like measure the output from a power supply. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and and stuff like that, and that's kind of the idea behind having one is to measure the output of you know of power supplies specifically in my field. Um, yeah, you know, though I don't. But Justin doesn't need that, right? Well, I guess so. Nope. There you go. All right then. So, so you've got the tool for the job. Yeah, and so he got the fan hung last night. Uh, yep. Or yeah, was that last night? Yeah, it was last yep. night. And it blows. It, man, it really blows. <laughs> it blows so well. It does what a fan does. Yeah, but I specifically was looking at the rating of how hard it blew, and it was the hardest blowing fan I could get for under yeah, 300 bucks. <laughs> the only thing is it came with a remote, and that was a whole other thing. But... Oh, well, yeah, I noticed how clean it was without the dangling chains and the fact that it doesn't fucking vibrate and it doesn't, like, make a humming sound for your upstairs neighbors. Oh. Uh, that's that's just me, I guess. Yeah, no, it, uh, it it cools me off, and that was the whole purpose. Jesse didn't want a lot of ceiling fans, but I was like, we're getting one for the living room. It doesn't matter. That's Ceiling fan has to happen there. Yeah, For me, it does, because I don't like the stillness. Yeah. I can't ha- – yeah. if I sleep in moving air, I like to 
recline and be in moving air. I'm a moving air kind of guy. Okay. I mean, wind I tunnel. Fart, I need a wind tunnel at all times. If I fart, I don't want it to linger. If I, I'm hot, I, mean, I don't want it to just swelter. If I'm sleeping, I want it to to blow off my face and vibrate my nose hairs. <laughs> I need it there to be air. Very specific, but hey, whatever. I hey, need it to blow hard. I understand. I've got two fans running at you know pretty much at all times in my place, so I, I understand. I, part of part of the other reason that as we're getting all these things for the house is kind of what we're doing for Christmas. Uh, part of the reason all the podcast equipment was moved yeah. was because I got a one of those hybrid mattresses. So I'm too fat to have just a foam mattress. Um, I'm sure there's a foam mattress that'll do my uh, little over 200 pounds, but I don't want something I'm going to sink in all the way. Yeah. And I'm sure there are mattresses that are foam that don't do that, but I wanted to be absolutely sure. So I got a hybrid mattress. Yeah. Um, that is stupid thick. It, the other one went up to my, a little above my knees and this goes up to my waist. Um, yeah, I wrestled that in here and it was like fucking doing Kung Fu opening that box because <laughs> it is wound so tight. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's wound. That mattress was wound so tight that it was wound as big around as my body is, or maybe slightly more. Yeah. It was half the circumference of this table. So kind of so, like. It completely just sucked in, like all the springs compressed, all the foam compressed, everything. And so I pulled that bitch in, and that thing, what is that? that probably weighs 150 pounds, do you think, Jason? Yeah, something like that. It's yeah. as much as a dead body. They're dense. And it was super dense. And so I got it in there, and then the dog was sniffing around. I was like, dog, you need to get out of the way. Yeah. Until I just got to the point, I just picked her up and just chucked her out the door Long enough for me to start getting it that last little way. And as soon as I did, it just and just unfurled. And like I had to jump because when I did jump, it went under my feet. Like it was so much compression. Like I know there must be a safer way to do that, but it was kind of fun. Yeah. And I did that on my lunch. So I got that thing unfurled and you have to let it rest, so to speak, to continue to rise. Um, this particular one said you could sleep on it the first night, but it wouldn't be completely comfy till the second or third night. Yeah. Um, I, 100% comfier than the last bed. So that didn't matter. Cool. Um, it was in here rising like bread, um, <laughs> the other night. And so I had Jason help me move that in there cause holy shit, that would have been difficult as fuck by myself. Yeah. Um, Moving mattresses by yourself is not fun. Well, the old mattress totally could. It is not the same. It is double well, the density of my old mattress. Yeah, you you had just a basic standard mattress at that point. It was yeah. a basic shit ass mattress. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the big other, fucking upgrade. Well, for me and you know the gal, so yeah, uh, this is a big deal for both of us because I wake up like four times a night and I only sleep like five hours a night to begin with. Like, so, I need a little bit of sleep, and this morning I almost didn't wake up. I was like, this is so much different. I'm yeah, so get, glad I spent the money on Black Friday for this. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a like a Casper mattress. Is that kind of, kind yeah, of the it's, idea? It's, it's like a Casper. It's uh, uh, I'm not rich. It's something called a Zinus. Okay. It I mean, retails for about seven fifty, and I got it for like three fifty on yeah, Black Friday. That's pretty much about the. Uh, it's very similar. Yeah, they're they're very similar just, mattresses. I've been thinking about it. It's just got it has springs plus foam. Yeah, so it's a little bit firm, and it does sink, but doesn't sink too much. Yeah, it sinks enough that I won't roll off the bed, but it doesn't sink so much that I get stuck in the bed. 
Yeah. If that makes any sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. And then the springs hold my heavy ass if I got that far down. I mean, at least it's not purple. (laughs) Yes. Not purple. (laughs) Not a purple. Uh, I... I looked into those, you know, the the fucking purple mattresses, and I said, uh, okay, so uh, you, you want to get my fat ass on that? Okay, I'll break that damn fucking egg, I guarantee you. Uh, <laughs> the power of gravity compels me. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> the uh, I, I, I've been looking into getting something like a Casper um, as... You know, things wear down, though. I'll, it's I'll tell you, unless you are under 200 pounds, which is nobody at this table. Yeah. Um, it's true. The yeah. pure memory foam stuff is not going to work based yeah. on the hundreds of reviews that I read. Like, that's the big difference between me and my fiance. My fiance will get a good feeling and be like, that's the one. We're getting that. And me, I've got to zoom through 5,000 reviews. And I'm not, I think, Rusty, you're a little bit worse than me. Yeah. But not, I went through YouTube reviews, Amazon reviews, different blog reviews, until I found the one that I wanted for the cost I was looking for. Because obviously there are better mattresses. But at the price point I was looking at, it had a pretty damn good review. You, you you did a pretty good job. I I approve of your uh, of your review. And literally anything would yeah. have been better than my other mattress. Oh, true. But I want, Which, if I was going to spend a little bit of money, I was going to spend a little bit of money and feel good about it. Shit, because I mean, it's on a credit card. I, I right. <laughs> uh, shit, I I the the worst fucking mattress I've ever had was, uh, uh, oh my god, uh, it was a fucking. So I had a futon at one point. A futon bed. Uh, and it was fucking hollow tube fucking metal bed that uh, as I was growing up, it was that was what I had. And I mean, I'm not a light kid. And those futons are not meant for daily sleep. You know, they're meant, they're meant for, for I'm crashing on yeah, your couch. Yeah, I'm meant for crashing on your couch. Uh, this is what I had. Uh, so I uh, eventually said, fuck the frame and just pulled the futon pad onto the floor and i slept on a futon a futon pad on the floor for uh longer than i'd like to admit <laughs> there was no box spring there was really no mattress to speak of it was just you know polyfill in a bag and i was <laughs> and i was sleeping on that for a long fucking time did it feel uh, kind of weird when it squished like a like a like a Walmart bag on a mattress? And was, you go to bed and it's like it was pretty bad. And you feel man. like you're like five years old on plastic sheets, so you it don't was, wet the bed. It was it was really bad. It's like drunk proof. Yeah. So uh, I uh, I I I had upgraded from that to uh, you know to uh, a standard mattress, and of course those things suck. They just they just suck. Uh, but I didn't realize how much they suck until I got a real bed. I'm 30 going on 38 years old. And yeah. this is the first time I've had a real bed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah fucking, I'm at the point where I'm getting creaky and I need, uh, I need some creature need comforts. To, yeah. You need to, you need to take care of yourself. And of course, if you only get five hours of sleep, you need to make sure that those five hours of sleep are good. And of course, now that you've got one, you might get six or seven because you'd be like, "Yeah, fuck this shit," and I just hit the snooze button a couple more times. But whatever. Even the dog sleeps better. Hey, 
Well, like I she mean, just that's slept the all the way thing. Right? Like she slept all the way through the night. So that's the important thing. You got to make sure the pup is taken care of. <laughs> that's kind of the right. other thing is like I've been playing a lot of games over the last week or so. Oh yeah. And I'll get to that in our game section, oh, but yeah. um, I fi- finally figured out what calms the dog, and it's just having a sense of comfort. Because typically, here's what happens: about every twenty minutes, she jumps up on me and then licks my face, and yep. then jumps down, and then jumps up on me and licks my face, and then jumps and does that for a couple hours until she gets sick of it, yeah. or wants to play tug of war, or you know, I mean, she loves go. you, right? Huh. So I just took the comforter off that she usually sleeps in anyway while she's sleeping on my bed. It's the old comforter that I, I throw on top of everything else. I threw that up on the couch, and she's like, oh, that's that's comfy. And she that's... curls up and just passes out, as she has in here. You can see that all I did is threw the comforter on the floor. She went into it. She knew exactly what was going on. She, I swallowed her up like a little child, and now she's like burrowed in there. It's, yeah, you can see one eye and a part of a nose, and that's about it. She just wants to see that we didn't leave her. Yeah. Yeah. She's, well, I mean, she can't hear, so there's... there's she that. sleeps with one eye open a lot of times, or, or cracked. Like, she... It's like, you know when, like, rabbits start running when hawks go over and the shadow goes over? Yeah. When a shadow goes over her face, her eyes open. She's super alert. Wow. Ridiculously alert. Yeah. She's cute. Oh, my gosh. She's cute. All right. That's really all the the excitement. I I mean, work's been fucking... I'm trying to get way ahead. I'm building more things. Me and Jason hung a light where you were getting up here. (laughs) Yeah. So it hung a fucking... Slow-ass driving motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, Jason... Is pretty fucking handy with electricity. I mean, we got that light yeah. hung in about 45 minutes, if that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but much shorter than that, actually. Honestly, it was... I was, I was saying, I don't we think we're going to get done before Rusty gets here. And he's like, I'm mad. So I'm going to do this right now. <laughs> I am mad. He's I like, I need do this. Well, he's like, I just need to. I need to. It, she's like, I need to occupy my it, hands. So. It took me somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes to hang that fucker. Yeah. No, oh, it wasn't that fast. After the. And it, like, after we got add, the fan down. Oh, add four minutes for me to take the fan down. Okay. Because I had to take the fucking blades off before I could take the whole fucking thing down. Yeah, well, I mean, there's steps in in the and assembly. That shitty process. old fan that I had in the dining room is no more. Yeah. Yep. And that in was fact, a shitty old the fan. fan blades are in the trash can right now. Sweet. Yeah. See the the thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not very handy with that kind. Of, another can. Wow. Um. I need my ginger ale. Uh, Okay. <laughs> All right, old man. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Now, nah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big, uh, you know, uh, I, I haven't hung a fan, but I know Jason's been fucking, you know, ripping I, apart fucking, you know, rooms, there whole was, fucking rooms. There's so. one part of that that I wouldn't have been able to figure out, and that's why I had three wires that, and one of them wasn't a ground. And then he figured that because there's two switches on there. Yep. And I wouldn't have figured that out. And if it had been color-coded and that wasn't the case, I could have done it, but it would have been difficult to hang it by myself because of the 
just the angle of everything, right? Like it did help having two sets of hands with that. Did you and two sets least, of hands with the other thing? What was good? Did you at least tag it? Like, did you tag the lines? Well, when we did the second one, he took a picture to make sure he knew what hot and cold or you know what. Uh, but to be honest, it was two wires, so I didn't even need to do that. I just did that for. But you should have tagged the lines in case he needs to actually do that again sometime down the road. Well, I can figure it out now that the lines on the fixture and the fan are so, color-coded. The main issue with uh, with his ceiling fan was that all of the lines were fucking painted or spackled over. So you could not see what was black, what was white, etc. Gotcha. Right. With his... With the lighting fixture in the in the kitchen, it wasn't painted over that bad. You can actually clearly see what's black, so hot, and what's neutral, right. white. You can see that really clearly. Mm. Well. So, but with his ceiling fan, that wasn't the case. This guy, track of all trades, he knows a little thing about everything. It. That's a pretty true statement, actually. <laughs> He's like, I'm not an electrician, but I can th- I can make things work, and they probably maybe won't burn your house down. <laughs> I haven't burnt mine down. Yet. The word you were missing there was yet. Was yet. <laughs> You've got oh, good ye- insurance, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> little faith. <laughs> now, if it gets into serious electrical, like more than replacing existing fixtures, I'm... You mean like, you know, replacing a whole fuse box or thing, something like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm bringing in an electrician, yeah. but... Yeah. You know, replacing a wall switch or, you know, an outlet or a ceiling fixture, whatever. Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard. That's, that, that's not that it's hard. It's just that I don't have the opportunity to do that because, you know, apartment... I just call somebody up and say, hey, look, your fucking ceiling fan is vibrating my entire apartment. Please stop. Um, And they still don't fucking fix it. I don't know. It is one of the biggest fucking issues I have with apartment complexes, man. It's just like if it's not in your apartment, they give no fucks. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I could fucking, you know, call up and say, hey, man, my downstairs neighbors fucking cause you know fan is causing the entire apartment to have a low fucking hum that is constant that is a fucking migraine trigger and i am not one to fucking i i don't need another fucking migraine trigger and it pot it's right underneath my fucking computer like in my computer chair sits there and fucking has like this very like perceivable oppressive vibration it's just not cool and it's like constant pressure and i know i know when they go you know when they turn that fucker off because it is like a weight is lifted it's i mean i don't it just needs to be fixed but they won't fucking fix it because it's not mine so I'm going to, you know, pound on the fucking door next time and be like, hey, bitch, turn your fucking ceiling fan off. <laughs> hey, bitch. Uh, you know what yeah, is really maybe nice? Maybe you don't open with the line, hey, hey bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably good. I mean, 
this is the things that I want to say. I'll probably be a little more tactful if I do decide to do this. But hey, we're hey, even trying to accommodate you. We are basically <laughs> podcasting by candlelight. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we're in a pretty soundproof or sound dampened room. We have these. I have an Edison bulb in here that's turned the other way so it doesn't shine in the face, and it is pretty comfy in here. It is. It's it's, it's kind of cave like. It and and I'm perfectly fine with cave like. Uh, considering Rusty lives cave like. Considering most uh, most of the bulbs in my apartment complex are fucking uh, Philips Hue bulbs that have you know the dimming feature available to them, and uh, they're always almost always set to ten or twenty percent. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with dimly lit rooms. I am a vampire. Uh, <laughs> you know what's really what I do miss about having so. Now that I have a kiddo living with me, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like having, especially when it's a good kiddo that can drive. Yeah. It's like having, like, the best minion ever. <laughs> Go get me this from the store. That's actually what's happening right now. <laughs> we needed, if you notice, there's only two bulbs in that light fixture. Right. So I, she was going to give something to her friend or whatever. And I was like, oh, perfect opportunity. I'm to go to Walmart tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, here's my credit card. Will you go, go get light bulbs? And now she, she's talking about the crazy-ass line that she has to deal with at Walmart. Oh, oh that's, that's terrible. Minion, terrible. I mean. <laughs> but the nice, the upgrade that is with her versus my other minion. Right. The other minion, good kid, um, took forever at the grocery store. Um, yeah. If you sent him, if. Spencer goes to the store. Um, no offense to you, Spencer. You're just very particular. It, well, I um, mean, it is. He gets distracted, and so he goes grocery shopping. He gets all your stuff, and then something else just fancies his interest. I, and that grocery store trip that takes me, who's Mister Efficiency, like twenty minutes there and back because I went and got the four things and came back, is an hour and a half for him because he got distracted in electronics. Dude, Spencer, she went to her. Yeah. Visitor, so she left at nine forty-five. Yeah, um, right before you. Literally, well, what time yeah. did you get here? She was leaving as I came in. Okay, yeah. which was about nine thirty. Yeah, something like okay. that. Okay, so it is now. We didn't say what time it is. It is today. It's Friday, December thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Boom. At ten twenty-nine p.m. at about twenty minutes into this podcast. Right. And she left an hour ago. Has already went almost to Kawita and back, and is in line at Walmart and on her way back. Is, see, is it, I mean, hope she didn't get it. Well, I mean, she didn't get a ticket, but yeah, that I know of. It's just well, shh. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's efficiency. There's those little things like that, and it's crazy. Like with things like, I just set up a schedule for things to help out with the house, and I did it once. Huh? I've never asked again. Well. It's just, just just enjoy it because that doesn't ever happen ever. So sixteen, I don't know what the hell's going on. Last long, I it, mean, enjoy it, it now. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't happen ever. So just it's, she's a good kid. It's super easy, right? Just just, just, just don't enjoy jinx it, it, right? Just don't jinx it. Exactly. And Spencer, I understand. I also spend an hour and a half at the store. He'd be the one that would read the reviews too. He'd be hey, like, you know what? I need to make sure that these light bulbs are going to fucking last. He would go to the light bulb section. He'd be like, "There's like, what's the best savings we could get in a year with these things?" There's, there's, there's four forms for that. Yeah, there's four different two hundred twenty lumens of light bulbs here. at twenty five watts. That's a 
Well, I'm, that's a savings of three dollars a year. I mean, if, if you if you work that out, I mean, what kind of features do you want in your light bulb? Does it does it have to be an Edison or could it be an LED? I mean, to, uh, are you thinking about the environment here, or uh, you know, or or the bottom line? Uh, how about how much the upfront cost is versus how much you save over the life of the light bulb? I mean, you, you got to have that calculation. Plus, I mean, is it white light or is it a soft white light or what's is it the a, psychological impact of it, that? Does it have too much blue light in it? Is it going? Is this going to cause? With him being about thirty IQ points smarter than me, I mean, those factors came into play. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I understand because here I am listing them out, and he's probably going, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, that's a valid point. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so I understand. I I get you, and you know, I understand. <laughs> Love you, buddy. But um, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting and su- surprisingly easy ride for me. Yeah. Um, that's as interesting as my week got. Has anybody got anything? Fucking maybe. I mean, Rusty's migraine fight. drained. I mean, I'm I I I mean, I, I did have I, I did have a, a a death in the household. I mean, there, there's that. What? Um, you're so, not saying it with a lot of grief. Yeah, I'm not saying it with a lot of grief because, I mean, honestly, I w- wasn't very fond of it anyway. Um, so last week I I was uh, given a Xbox One disc of uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which I left there. I apologize. I meant to bring it back. But um, I'm in a good spot with that, so no mood. So, uh, so the reason why I was going to bring it back is I, I – decided you know what fuck it i'm gonna play this game why not free star wars generally good reviews why not but it's an xbox game and i haven't really booted up my xbox one in a while and i don't play console very often because pc yeah uh so uh i threw the disc in there i this is to tell you how long it's been since I've actually used the disk drive in my Xbox One. When I went to go put that in there, I had to pull out Battlefront 2 from the disk drive. It's been that long. <laughs> and that was gifted to me two years ago. <laughs> so that's been in the disk drive for that long. Um, so I pulled that out, put Star Wars in, allowed it to install and everything like that. And then I got, uh, get into playing it and oh my God, it was an, uh, it immediately, immediately made me wish I was playing on PC because the frame rate was terrible. The, the resolution was dirt. It was terrible. So horrible. Um, and there PC was master race are you it was yes indeed um the uh the but the the big thing that i had problems with was it seemed like there was some input lag like i don't normally see that on console because you don't you don't have that problem generally right but there was a perceivable you know, I would say almost a half a second at the worst times input lag, or I go to turn 
and it would take time for the character to turn on screen. And I noticed it the most in uh, in Fallen Order when I when you go to block because the they have the perfect parry uh, option. You know, if you parry at the very last minute, you actually do damage back, right? right. And you know, and break the guard and do all kinds of things, right? I could never get a perfect parry, and it was uh, most apparent when trying to block blaster bolts. Um, I failed hardcore at being able to block blaster bolts, and I'm like, I know it's not just because my hands are getting old and my reaction time's bad. You know, this is a issue. This is a problem. Uh, but I was like, all right, fine, fuck it. I I, I just learned to block a little earlier. So I was kind of anticipating blaster bolts. So there was a lot of times where I was just sitting there tapping the block button over and over and over again, just to, you know, possibly catch one of those blaster bolts took a lot more damage than I really needed to. Uh, And I was just kind of chugging through it. I was like, I'm just going to get through the game and hopefully this is, you know, this is just a problem with this particular load. Maybe there's a patch. I, I don't know. But there was, a, you know, this was coloring my, you know, my uh, my initial view of the game. Like it was kind of fundamentally broken to me. It didn't, it felt very clunky, uh, you know, on uh, on Xbox. Now, mind you, this is an Xbox One classic, not Xbox One X or S or any of the other letters. This is when the Xbox One came out, this is the one I got. You know, so it's not an upgraded version at all. Well, I got to about halfway through Kashyyyk, which is uh, with the second world that you go through. Yeah, it's second area. Yeah, so this is the second, you know, second world kind of, you know, kind of a cool little setup for that particular uh, mission, you know, that that world. Uh, I get through that and then my fucking, you know, I'm sitting there going, this is getting worse. And then all of a sudden it starts artifacting on the screen and it starts to fucking like, you know, the, the background start to fucking go into black fucking polygons and fucking things start flashing on the screen. Things turn into fucking neon colors and it just sits there and fucking flashes. And then all of a sudden my fucking Xbox just dies. Just goes to fucking black. To be fair, you're playing on an Xbox what? Xbox One. Classic. Original. Yeah, yeah, the original the original version of Xbox. Uh, the Xbox One. So it just dies. Though normally, if it's a new game, it's going to play. It's just going to down res and it's going to it's going to have worse performance, right? It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to require the X or the S to actually play. And you have Jason has an S and you yeah. have an X and you were both able to play it perfectly fine. Yeah, it ran you know, at about 40 FPS. So I was sitting there playing. And that playing, was on the 4K setting. Right. And I was sitting there playing, you know, just uh, 1080p, just, you know, playing on, you know, on this. I figured, yeah, I know that I'm taking a step back from PC playing on console, but I didn't feel like this was normal. When it started artifacting, 
I knew what the problem was. <laughs> and then when it died, I barely able was able to get it back up again to get the disc out before it died again. So I will ex- say that it pushes a console pretty hard. Well, it pushed my console to death. Uh, and it probably was just needing to die at that point, but my Xbox one is dead. I cannot use it anymore. Uh, so I only now have a PlayStation four. My Xbox one is currently a paperweight until I smash it with a fucking sledgehammer. Hey, do you want to play Sekiro? (laughs) (laughs) You have Sekiro on PlayStation 4? I do. Uh, Maybe. Um, So, yeah, uh, that happened. I no longer have an Xbox, which, I mean, is not a big deal for me because, uh, as I said, I really haven't played it in about two years. Well, a a year. I played it when uh, uh, Monster Hunter World was the last game I played on, I think. Um, and I wasn't even happy with that. I, I wanted it on PC, but you know, that's, it didn't have, uh, it didn't come out on PC just yet at that time. Um, so yeah, that is, uh, that is that I did end up getting the EA, uh, access or premier access and getting, uh, fallen order on PC. So, mm-hmm. and, and it's, if you are curious about and you know an EA game that's on Premiere, you can get the Premiere uh, access for fifteen bucks. Just do the one month and then cancel immediately, because uh, EA doesn't require you know it doesn't deserve the entirety of your money. <laughs> so you could do that, and that's what I did. Downloaded Fallen Order, uh, and I'm currently playing it on PC. And holy fuck, is there a difference? Holy fuck. There is a massive difference on PC. Um, that was how I confirmed that there was a definite issue with uh, uh, with the delay lag because uh, I had zero problems on the PC. I was using an Xbox controller connected to my PC and had no delay issues at all. The first part of that game, uh, and I got through Kashyyyk again, having to play through the first part of the game sucked, but um, I got through that with very little issue. Like the game became way easier for me on PC, mainly because I didn't have to deal with that, uh, that delay issue. Um, It is that it upgraded the experience for me to a very playable experience for fallen order. Uh, Still haven't completed it. Uh, that's kind of on the, uh, on the agenda for this week. It's been kind of a crazy week. Uh, but you know, and considering I've already spent 20 hours of that game and only I'm 10 hours in, mm-hmm. you know, that, it, that kind of, yeah, kind of killed it for me. Uh, you know, trying to get it done in I a weekend. I can see that would. Um, yeah, it's a lot of. That game takes about twenty five ish hours. Yeah, and getting about halfway through yeah, and having your did, Xbox die is like I said. I think I did twenty eight hours, but I also got like explored on every planet. And, and I'm trying, though I'm not doing that great of a job at it. 
you know, and it's probably just because I don't have the the abilities to do that. Yeah, you have to go back. So yeah, I, I have to I, I have to play around with it a little bit more. I I do enjoy it though. It it has uh, it has a different feel. It's definitely not a Dark Souls. Um, that's what I was trying to say. Is it's not really Dark Souls. It's actually more like Secure Light. It's. Yeah, it it kind of has that same feeling. Like everybody, you know, I, I, everywhere I've seen so far has said that it's uh, it's a souls like, and it's a souls like only in the fact that it, you know, has a couple of the noticeable mechanics. Like you lose your experience when you die, and you have to go back and you know defeat the same thing that killed you, uh, or. Um, the uh, enemies respawn at a uh, at a rest point. Those are the things that are kind of, you know, Dark Souls like. Uh, everything else is kind of more of an action game. There's other uh, other games that have done the block parry, uh, you know, style of action, you know, uh, action RPG or not action RPG, just more action game. Um, and the exploration uh, felt a lot more like uh, Tomb Raider to me than anything else. So, you know, it it has it's a lot about mobility. That's a lot of the abilities you open have to deal with how you can access things. Right. Like once you get the pull ability, you'll find vines and ropes and things like that you can pull to you that yeah. make areas accessible that weren't before. Yeah. It doesn't get overly convoluted. There's a couple of times you double jump and, like, reach for something. I don't even have a double jump yet. So, I mean, there's that. Right. So you're going to get some of those other abilities that will help you traversing. And you'll go back to some of these areas a couple of times because it's like, oh, now this is open. Right. And Kashyyyk. You go back to twice, and on your second run through, is vastly bigger than the first time you go through. Right. And I only did the first one, the prison break part. Um, yeah. So, and that's just a tiny part of it. Right. The next traversal part of that is actually pretty extensive. But for me, the the best Star Wars moment for me so far was doing the ATAT Walker. Uh, you know the just the hijack of the you know the at at. Oh yeah, that was so far the best Star Wars moment in that game. Best part of that so far, like it didn't feel like a Star Wars game up until that point, and then it was like, oh, this is did definitely the, a Star Wars. Did game. you do the quote unquote boss fight for that area? The I, I think I, well, I'll talk about it later. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that hasn't played the game. Uh, but there is there's a couple fun bits in you know in the first part of that game that I just like. Okay, yeah, I can see where Star there's Wars some... fit, fit, this fits into the Star Wars universe. I was <laughs> pleasantly surprised. I do not feel bad about that purchase at all. I really enjoyed my time with it. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and I'll probably go back and play it again. Like, I'm trying to do better about getting through things or replaying things that I really liked. I mean, it's didn't hit me the same way that Skyrim did so many years ago, but... Well, yeah. But that at the time, there was some things about that that were pretty revolutionary. But, well, like, just for a single-player Star Wars game, which we haven't had since KOTOR... That I'm surprised got past EA's freaking like money, 
Yeah, they got passed to all the fucking. There's no DLC. Right. The only thing there was was a uh, downloadable content for a different outfit that you can unlock in game at some point. Uh, yeah. So, good on them. That's, yeah. See, that's that was the. Uh, it's kind of refreshing just to have that, and it's surprise. And it's kind of sad in a way that it's surprising that we would get a you know a decent single player game without microtransactions. In this day and age, that's sad that we are making a point that that is a good thing. Uh, and it's doubly sad that we have to, uh, you know, that we expect microtransactions from EA. Uh, you know, it's just, it just speaks to what the whole fucking thing is nowadays. I mean, we've... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we've talked about fucking microtransactions and EA to death, um, but I'm I'm glad that this game actually exists. And you know, it may not be the perfect game, but it is still a good game and came from EA. I so. think it'll come up when we do the our our game of the year here yeah. in a month or so. Yeah, after I get through it, and you know. I understand there's a couple twists, uh, you know, in that story. So I, I kind of want to see it. So, <clears throat> Jason, you got anything that kind of happened this week? Not really, no. Why don't we move into some games? So, I mean, you already kind of got that started. Jason, yeah. did you play anything interesting this week? Uh, Really, really no. I just played more. This will sound horrible, but. I played more Call of Duty. I've actually... It doesn't matter. That's fine. I've actually been enjoying it again. Well, fuck. Somebody at the table has to. Even if... (laughs) Fucking none of dude. Even if none of the people who gifted it to me so I would play it with them have been on, Eh. I have still fucking enjoyed it. It's it's coming up on the fucking holidays. You just call them yourself. It's possible that they were busy. Possible. No. no? All right. No. Well, hey. I mean, one, <laughs> yes. Okay. But the, the thing two, is, is no. the thing is, is, uh, you know, as Call of Duty, you could play it solo and still get a decent, a, you know, a decent enjoyment out of it, though it's always fun to have somebody to shit talk to. Yes. Um, that is not a random squeaker on the internet. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't talk to those bitches. I don't talk to randoms. Yeah, and neither did I, but... Fuck the headset and teamwork. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, the uh... Hardcore team deathmatch. Run around, shoot the enemies. Yeah, it's not that hard, guys. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, is there anything that's, like, standing out about Call of Duty that, you know, that you want to showcase? Or is there... Uh, like a a good the, gun. Or the they... biggest uh, the biggest thing to me has, like I said, have just really been um, damage ratios. You know, the last few um, guns that were guns that were supposed to be uh, meaty just didn't really feel meaty, and you know, you could still 
get hit markers with most of the assault rifles. The ones shit that's, like that. The ones that sound like um, a machine gun but hit like a fucking spitball. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um just fucking drove me nuts. Uh in this one, not so much. You know, the assault rifles with the high rate of fire, sure you can get even in hardcore, get hit markers with those, but that's because their fire rates like an SMG almost. Right. Supposed to do that. But then the little bit slower ones, like the M4, the SCAR, etc. Right. Fucking hit like a truck and will kill somebody with one hit. Do you have variable like uh do you have variable fire weapons in, you know in that as well where you can switch between auto full auto and burst or not in multiplayer no okay but you do get uh weapon perks specific to the weapon so you can change it to so you can three round burst oh, okay. once you unlock that particular perk etc sweet if you want to. And that controls the, you know, that controls recoil and does yeah. it do extra damage or? No, not no. really. Okay. Just, just controls the recoil. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, for those um, people who run around with their fucking finger, like right? pulled down on the trigger at all times. Uh, but one really <laughs> cool thing that they did with this one uh, versus uh, like advanced warfare or even infinite warfare is they do have uh Barrels with integrated silencers on them, so Sweet. you don't have to waste two attachment points for that. Oh, that's nice. Which is cool. Oh yeah, I mean, the silencer was uh, was pretty big. Um, Not necessarily so much for you know for uh, hardcore, but because I never used silencers in hardcore because it reduced the damage. Um, yeah, yeah, but in standard play, uh, the silencer was almost important you know almost key to having a like a ghost setup so that you weren't showing up on uh the mini map or on uavs yep so and and still is now the nice part is there are different versions of the silencer now so even in hardcore you can get a lightweight silencer that doesn't necessarily deaden the sound as much Mm -hmm. but you know enough maybe so that uh not everybody in the room say you run up on room with multiple people in it not everybody in the room hear you right away oh cool uh without without killing all the damage that's nice so that's been fun yeah um i am actually firmly positive in the kd category nice i mean uh, which is something that was difficult with the with the last couple of iterations you and i played yeah i mean the last one that i was really overly positive with was uh uh modern Modern warfare Warfare 2 2 yeah 2 yeah 3 3 somewhat but you and i never really broke that uh plus 2 yeah uh, i was i was threshold almost always at uh 2 uh 2.0 or more on uh kd uh on mw2 Mainly for my bullet storm setup. Yeah. Uh, w- my bullet storm setup was uh, uh, a Kimbo well, FMJ uh, P90s. So, I'm so lost. So, everybody, <laughs> so your kill death ratio. So I know how what KD is. I've just right. the whole okay. everything else so, first you said. A Kimbo FMJ P90? Yeah. A Kimbo's dual wield. Dual wielding 
dual wielding two SMGs with full metal jackets so that they can uh, it can penetrate small walls uh, and other enemies. And both of those SMGs are, well, that was the highest fire rate SMG in the game. And each one of those had 100 rounds in a magazine. Yep. So you had 200 rounds going at like fucking 100 rounds a second. <laughs> and you were able to basically pull both fucking triggers and run around corners and you were able to fucking mow people down. And it didn't matter that the fucking accuracy was shit because you had basically a wall of bullets in front of you. Yep. So if anybody was in front of you, they died. In fact, I firmly believe that that particular setup and and everybody like Rusty and myself who ran that setup for so long, uh, I firmly believe that's why they made SMGs a primary weapon and not a secondary weapon. Right. So you can't do that shit anymore. Uh, it um, was stupid. I. But the P90 is still nice. I. It is still nice in this. It's one of my favorite. Um, it's one of my favorite SMGs. It's yeah. it just is. Um and rightly so, it and the M five MP five are the two SMGs yep. in the game with the most punch. Yes. So uh, in fact they they punch about as hard as the lightest assault rifles. Yeah. So, you know, headshots are headshot. are a single bullet. You know, body shots take two bullets, take yeah. somebody down in hardcore, so yeah. It's you still, know, it's I mean, the horrible. fire rates, you know, they're the fire that. rates make up for that. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I've been fully enjoying it. The, the hard part right now is my KD ratio is still sub one, sub plus one, just because of those first 20 levels in noob core. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you, I fucking, you, you I don't like fucking it? hate core. Well, remember Just, back back in the MW two days, we ended up doing that, but we ended up just doing P and K for that because yeah. because every time we had to play core, we, uh, we wanted to make sure that we could just knife people to death. <laughs> I mean, if well, it wasn't I mean, hardcore, it was still going to be a one hit kill. <laughs> exactly, and that that was the thing. Rusty and I thrived on being able to. Uh, uh, to snipe people in hardcore, and uh, you can't do that in noobcore very easily. Yeah, they can take two or three shots. Yeah, and they can you know turn around and just fucking mow you down for whatever reason. And you put I, one bullet into them, and then I they hate flip bullet sponges, and that's what core is. Kind Everybody's of. a bullet sponge. Yeah, it's it's. I've I've gotten used to it. I've had to get used to it uh, for other games because well, there's not yeah, a hard like, team deathmatch like, option. Uh, well, like Destiny, I right? Mean, your you have enemies to. are bullet sponges, um, but there's but, there's a couple of different balances to that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, once I got into hardcore, though, it's slowly been oh yeah climbing yeah. back up because you can yeah. You could do but, you could do it because if you get somebody in your uh, in your crosshairs, they're gonna go down. I mean, think about how much time I get to invest in games. Um, I mean, 
since I am enjoying it, that one's been easy because like a lot of the other games I was playing throughout the out the year, I can easily boot that up, play two or three matches in less than an hour, shut it off when I need to, etc. Yeah. Right. So that's been easy to work out. Um I'm already in the mid eighties on on my level, so nice. Yeah. So you're 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 progressing pretty quickly. I'm progressing rather quickly. Well, it's good that somebody's having fun with that. It's, I've it's, been, it's I'm I stay firm on my opinion that this is the best Call of Duty I've played since Modern Warfare Two. Okay, I mean that's very positive. Uh, that and it needed to happen because you know Call of Duty hasn't really wowed me at I mean, all. Since there then. are people that swear by Black Ops 2, but you know what? I played Black Ops 2 and was not impressed. Yeah, I played a little bit of it as well, and I was like, eh, eh, I wasn't, I wasn't big on it either. Um, I, I, I don't want fucking neon and lasers and shit. Uh, I don't need fucking like you know fucking right. cheap ass drones doing shit for me. I mean, I, I want, I want good gunplay is what I want from those games. Uh. Just sum it up one more time. Since since Marm Warfare 2, I have not had a 30-plus kill game with deaths and single digits. Yeah. I have in this one. Yeah. So I mean, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I will say I've been playing a shooter a lot lately. It's yeah. It's not the typical shooter. No? No. In fact, I've been doing a whole lot with robots lately. Um, yeah, you do. You like your robots. I really do. I've been playing MechWarrior Five. Fuck yes! So that came there's out a this week. It's it? a very polarizing game right now. It has been. I noticed it's that. It's polarizing almost to the level of Death Stranding. Now I think I'll explain what it does. I'll explain what it doesn't do well. I'm going to start off with that because okay. I think that's fair, and then I'll explain why I could probably play this for like 400 hours. All right. Um, and it's yeah. So here's what it is. It's Mech Warrior in the fact that you can play first and third person. Um, what it does poorly is the story is pretty substandard. I think I don't know a whole lot about Mech Warrior lore, but there's always a dude whose parents die and things happen, and he's out for revenge, right? Right. So, in true to lore form, um, that's basically what the story is, and it sets you out on a campaign, and the campaign kind of has some very robotic looking characters um their lips don't move very well they kind of stare off into deadpan space as you talk to them um but really aren't the primary focus of the mission they just she doesn't really animate that much no they're, they're all kind of standing basically in place and don't move that often huh. very mannequin like um when I first booted it up without setting shadows the way that they should be set and setting a couple of other things the way that they should be set, it would look a little bit ugly um, with view distance turned way low and shadows turned very low. It looks very one dimensional. Right. <laughs> um, and immediately it's like, man, this game looks like it came out like six years ago. And then. I found the graphics options and immediately changed it. And I was like, oh, okay, I can live with this. I can really live with this. I can really live with this. Well, I mean, it's been how long since the last MechWarrior game? Oh, yeah. It's so, been fucking a long time. 
and it's built on Unreal Four. Um, it's made by the same people that did MechWarrior um, Online. Um, other things that are kind of ugly about it: the HUD is kind of ugly. It's very flat. I think I don't know if you paid any attention to it. I'm not a real big fan of the HUD. I saw that, but the HUD was kind of secondary to me. It, HUD is you know is there for information, and it does provide the information. It just doesn't do it super flashy. It is not flashy. It is not a flash HUD. Uh, it's like a website overlay. <laughs> it's kind of. It's very boxy and kind of boring and. But the so uh, for HUDs and, and spe- you know specifically, I'm okay with a minimalistic HUD. Uh, if it's not super flashy, like it's not catching, you know, it's not supposed to catch your eye. It's supposed to provide the information. That's fine with me. The other option is, is that they, uh, that they do a stylized HUD, like, um, oh fuck. Uh, some, some games that will do a HUD that looks like. It came from a like a fucking green screen, like or a, a like a fucking uh, monochromatic screen, like the green fucking yeah, you know, it or a, it has like scan lines over it or some fucking like there, visual element that there makes will be it, a mod at some point that updates this HUD. Right, it's it's just if it's over stylized, like it doesn't kind of fit the scene, then. I I don't like it. If it's overly flashy, like something that basically tries to draw your attention away from the game to look at the HUD, that also isn't cool with me. Well, I'll tell you, so it's not that flashy. Um, character animations are not that flashy. Uh, talking hologram stuff is not that flashy. Um, the missions can be a little bit repetitive. The missions are like, kind of fall into several categories. It's like raid, defend, assassinate, um, or a couple of other different things. And then there's multi-tiered missions and there's story missions. What it does do really cool with this is it has a random map generator that generates the terrain. And I can't tell that it's not handmade. Um, it does a really good job of blending terrain in different environments based on the planet that you're on and the planet type it is. So it's not... It doesn't do a fucking No Man's Sky where it just cuts out, like, a portion of a mountain and makes a fucking circle? No, I ran into one where, like, it creates its own river valleys and valleys and mountains and hills and, like, city. The one that I was doing, I think, when you came in right. was a city and a bowl. Was that was I doing that one? You Yeah, you were doing, uh, doing a, a quick mission, and I noticed that the city was kind of built partially into the mountain but or like right next to a mountain uh but it wasn't it didn't look like a fucking rubber stamp that's what my problem was is uh, a lot of a lot of games that do the you know the random generated terrain and then they have to do a building or something like that they'll rubber stamp it and that rubber stamp will either leave an impression in the terrain or uh it'll cut the terrain out like really artificially where it has a hard fucking line. And I, I keep going back to uh, the original release of no man's sky. They've made a little bit of change to it, but um, it seemed like every time you saw uh, a building, it just looked like 
a cookie cutter stamp and it somebody pressed too hard and it left a fucking you know a cutout around it in a circle yeah and it does a so the mission you saw was not was a rando mission and the rando missions fall into different categories and you use those to build your money or farm mechs or whatever um some things i did when reading about it is it also is extremely lore-friendly fin- when it comes to when lost tech items and things like that are available. So specifically, one reviewer had said that certain lost tech avail- items don't become available until a certain war happens in the timeline, mm. and that's when you start to see those things available in the universe. Mm. Um, and it to say that the game goes on for years in game, it, it does, but it does a really smart thing with time, t- the passage of time. There's a wait button, and it's instant. I noticed that immediately. Like um, the, the wait button for wait for repairs. You click the wait button, that one's done, and that one's done, and that one's done. When you travel, there's a little cut scene for you to travel, and it'll say 13 days have passed, and that's it. And that's it. It takes like 10 seconds. In, in, the load times, now, granted, I'm running it off an NVMe, right. but the load times off the NVMe are ridiculous. It's way faster than most things that I play. Well, I mean, the NVMe is still kind of a new thing for you, so... Yeah, well. I like <laughs> this a lot. But it loads things in the background, so when you go... So, say you pick out a mission, right? And you've got it, you know what you need to do, and you're, like, reassigning what, who's going to be in what mech or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, or what mechs you're going to choose. It's loading that level as soon as you get to that screen. Loading it in the background. You can see a progress bar kind of... Uh, it just kind of blends into the screen. Yeah. And... Then when you hit it, it just basically counts down three seconds, and then it, you're in the map. Yeah, I noticed it, and it's it's a, a thing that I wish that more games would allow you to do is load the mission while you're messing around with the customization. Um, only a few games have actually pulled it off properly, uh, but it makes the it, it hides the load time well. Yeah, and so then I, I think if I just clicked it and clicked it, it would probably take about 45 seconds. Yeah, and considering it's generating a map, you know, in most cases. Yeah. You know, that's not bad. No, it's doing the terrain generator and making a map. Right. In about 45 seconds. And then, you know, actually loading in uh, all, of, you know, a 3D space, that's not bad. Now, I'll tell you, the very first mission, the very first time I was playing it was basically midnight the day of release because that was when I finally got done building stuff around the house. And I started dicking around with it, and I sucked balls. Sucked super balls. Like, big, big fucking balls. (laughs) And when I was doing that, um, I got my ass handed to me royally, and it was because I wasn't very good at driving it. It took a little getting used to. So basically, you got a throttle, right? You set it to a level. Mm. And then you twist the torso or you twist the legs. It has a center uh, a center with legs button, so you can just center the mech with where your legs are, or a center with torso button. And I very rarely use the center with legs button. I usually use center with torso because you can turn your torso and then just hit the F key, and then the legs recenter, and now you're going forward. So you can kind of use it to turn. Huh. Okay. Very smoothly. Um, I... Which is an interesting way to drive that thing. But you saw me. I was basically circle strafing without much issue. 
Um, I was bumping into a few things, but like not horribly. And yeah. I was able to precisely hit things while I was moving. It was the aim controls very fine. Yeah, I noticed that it was it was very snappy. Uh, the because I was just tearing ass at almost max speed and just shooting as I ran and I was hitting things with pretty good accuracy. Yeah, I mean it it you know it was a lot snappier than I expected. Like. The last time I'd actually played a uh, a full-on Mech Warrior game, like really got into it, and this is going to show uh, how long it's been. Um, Mech Warrior Two was the uh, the game that I played, like ninety nine, uh, and that was I was using the original um, Windows uh, Sidewinder. Uh, I had one of those, you know, joystick at the time. Uh, that you connected to the PC using the joystick port on the PC, if that tells you how long it's been. Uh, and that was the last time I played a, uh, a, a real MechWarrior game. Now, uh, that said, I mean, that game was, I enjoyed the fuck out of that game. I mean, a lot of, a lot of my memories of MechWarrior came from playing MechWarrior 2. Um, the, uh, the last time a mech warrior, uh, mainline mech warrior game, like the predecessor to five here, the last time a, you know, a mech warrior game came out was 2000. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so that the thing, the hook for this game is not the story. I'm just going to say that off the bat. The hook no. to this game is the same thing as it is with Battletech. Fucking gameplay. You if the have gameplay game is solid, and I really like shooting tanks and helicopters and aircraft and mechs, and I really like the customization. Like I said, some of the menus are kind of shit. Um, the paint menu is pretty fun. As you saw, I've got the Skull and Bones Centurion. I've got a javelin with basically like racing stripes on it. Um, I'm fairly early in the game, so I've got a Centurion, which has got... Now, get this. There's different quality weapons with different modes. So I have an AC-10 with burst fire on the Centurion, which I didn't get to show you. It's got LRMs plus the burst fire on the AC-10 plus medium lasers. Wow. And a burst fire AC-10, it has... It sounds like a fucking jackhammer. Like, I have to turn it down so I don't wake her up. <laughs> but it's... Very powerful, very punchy, very fun to shoot. AC-10, wow. With like a five-shot burst. Wow. Wow. And it's <laughs> pretty great. Like every time I'm doing it, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty great. Um, but even as you saw, like I was piloting my little Jenner with little, it's got short-range missiles, which are basically rockets. I was using that with... Like, the way that it shoots, right, you can use your number keys in the top right, and there's so many different configurations for that. You can alter and configure all that all yourself, or it preformats it for you, which is usually fine. I've got it, I've got four additional mouse buttons on the side of my mouse, so they're just switches I can click with, like, my fingers on the side. Right. And I set the number three and number four to the right-hand side of my mouse, and I just very easily click that for my LRMs because I'm not shooting LRMs like back to back to back to back. And then my one and two on my other thing is my medium laser groups and my, uh, um, and you can chain it. So 
like so that I can kind of keep a steady stream of fire on there. I've got on the Centurion, I've got it set to, and you can save configs for different mechs. You can it shoots one laser, then the next laser, then the next laser, then the next laser. So I have a steady stream of fire, even though it's not as punchy. It's easier to land more precision shots that way. Um, and then the lasers look fucking cool. Like they don't, they're not just pure. It looks kind of like a laser pointer, right? They don't look like a uh, just a straight green line. Green line, yeah. It doesn't look like a fucking lightsaber. It's it, slightly transparent. It looks like a laser. Yeah, it, it has the same. It has the same look as if you were uh, using a laser pointer in a very dusty room. It looks. It's a really cool effect, and yeah. it makes them feel cool and not cheap. Yeah. Right. I like using medium lasers right now. And you should see the PPCs when they shoot. So those oh, I mean like, those were... have a really definitive boom to them. Right. And they leave this weird strobe effect as they go across the screen. Nice. And it's almost instant. It's just like Vroom! and it just lights up an area and it's got a punch of like a throat punch to it. It's uh they sound amazing. Particle cannons were uh, were my absolute. So I'm favorite. saving up yeah, because know. I'm so early in the game. I'm saving up for a, a le- uh, not a leper a panther. Uh-huh. The panther's the one that usually has like SRMs or LRMs and a PPC. Right. And I'm saving up for that for my light mech. Light mechs are fun. Um, I was using a. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off this in a second for anybody that doesn't know anything about BattleTech <laughs> or MechWarrior. Same thing. Um, I was using a uh, Locust. I got one, and I kitted it out with some Tiger Stripes. I thought that looked pretty neat, and it's freaking fast. Right. Um, It feels like you're in a Corvette or something. It's just like hauling ass all over the field, and I was – you can cue commands for your AI companions. So you use the F keys to do that, and as you're driving around, you're just basically painting targets for different things to shoot. So I was pointing out targets for my Centurion to shoot, and I was just – knocking stuff out and then I would wait for it to start focus firing something and then I'd get behind it and backstab it with machine guns and lasers because the one I have kitted out is with machine guns and lasers but there's all these different weapon variants for all this stuff like I'm gonna get a fire starter because you saw the fire starter oh, I was yeah. fighting that had the big fucking flamethrowers and yeah. they look great Yeah, it's just like flames going all over the place and it looks I mean, like fire shutting down enemy mechs by overheating them with a flamethrower is I'm going to do the same thing I did in Battletech and just do all flamethrowers. It's going to be a six flamer, six flamers. I I used to have, you know, and, and this is back in Me- you know, MechWarrior 2 days, and it wasn't quite balanced, I don't think. But I would only take missions on cold planets or planets with lake, a lot of lakes. And I had a, uh, I, I remember, I want to say it was an Atlas. I remember it being an Atlas, but I had an Atlas set up with fucking uh, particle cannons, uh, large lasers, and I would just sit in a lake and alpha strike and overheat. Alpha strike, overheat. Alpha you strike, can set, overheat. You can set one key for alpha strike if you want. You will overheat. And I will say there's, because of the placement of your weapons and the way the crosshairs work, so... One set of crosshairs is the arm weapons, essentially. One set of crosshairs are the weapons that are fixed to the torso. Right. And then whatever you can point your arms at are usually what the, depending on where your weapon placement is for your LRMs or SRMs, right? The SRMs float with the torso. LRMs float with the arms because you can hit things at range with them. Right. And paint targets at range. But, like, you can get to points, like, where something's too far above you for you to aim and hit. 
because you don't have any weapons that can turn up. And it does feel great to go back and forth between first and third person view. I'm raving about this because the actual gameplay on it is really fucking solid. And I've been lost right. in rando missions because I've been having so much fun with them. I need to go back and actually play the, you know, the game proper, so to speak. But um, it's the missions are really short. You can usually get through a mission in 15 or 20 minutes, which is a great amount of time when you're in, on a time constraint. Right. Um, like I may go back on one of these days and play a couple, three hours at a time. But I've already sunk about six hours into it and having a blast. Um, I don't know where it fits on the scale of games this year, but for robots and fun and was a very solid $50 for me because there's nothing else really like it right now. Yeah. There's nothing like that. And with a HOTAS setup, I can only imagine what this would be like with being able to just twist the stick to move around while I'm... I just... It's just cool. It's just... That's all I can say. It's just fucking cool. Right. Um, second game I've been playing a lot of. Um, I've been playing a lot of Phoenix Point. And I think I talked about it last... Did I talk about it last week yeah. about it not being on Game Pass? Yeah, you did. Yeah. So that's still sadly not on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, Planetfall just came out on Game Pass, which I picked up on Black Friday. And I kind of wish I'd have waited for it to come on my subscription, but whatever. It's now on PC, which is like XCOM meets Civ, uh, which I totally plan on playing that. Okay. It's a 4X game where all the combat's like XCOM. Gotcha. Okay. Um, done in Space Universe, right? Yeah. With aliens. Aliens, yes. Um, so this is an XCOM, XCOM, XCOM game um, made by the XCOM creator, Julian Gollop. A um, few things that were a little bit... So the UI is a little bit rough. I'm just going to say that off the bat. And the base building's a little bit rough. On Planetfall? No, no. I mean, I should switch points. Back to Phoenix Point. Okay. Um, Phoenix Point. Base building feels very... Uh, I'm trying to think. Remember the other game. Xenonauts. Xenonauts had these squares that you would change what was in the squares, and that was what you're doing, whereas XCOM has this whole layout of a mobile base or a regular base that you excavate. Right. This literally just has a build button. It's in a square, and then it has a picture of what it is. Okay. That felt a little bit rough. Um, big difference on this versus XCOM is the ability to move and shoot. Did I talk about that last week a little bit? Yeah, you talked about it a little bit. Uh, just having, like, quarter points or something like that so you can pop out of cover, make a shot, and pop back in. I'm on my third attempt at a playthrough because I keep failing miserably. It's a pretty hard game, so I put it on easy while I grasp the mechanics of it. Um, so far, having a pretty decent amount of fun. It's a very different game than the Mech Warrior thing. And the Mech Warrior fast, quick, easy jump in, jump out has been appealing to me, whereas Phoenix Point has been a couple of all day affairs. Um, but really, still engaging with that. It's still scratching that XCOM itch pretty hard. Mm hmm. Um, now got a full podcast team now with the current game. Sweet. Um, and I'm looking, you kind of like recruit different characters. It's very, your characters develop a lot like uh, Disciples or Final Fantasy Tactics. I think the one people will know is Final Fantasy Tactics over Disciples. Okay. Disciples is an old strategy game where your characters have kind of morphed into different characters. Yeah. Really like Disciples. Anyways. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics, you know how your characters kind of change classes or adapt into classes? And they take a job. Right. So this kind of does the same thing where you start off with a character that has, let's say they start out a sniper, right? Right. They have certain traits that might make them a better assault. 
or you can adapt those traits into that assault. Or the one I can remember the best is my character that I just chose for me as me, that I built for me. Um, you know, he's a started off as a heavy, but had a couple of sniper traits. And so now he is a torso jetpack wearing sniper that I can fly on top of roofs and then snipe things, which is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. Um, I've got a couple of shotgun guys with sniper traits, and the sniper trait has one that's a one-point Overwatch ability. Overwatch works a lot different because you basically just draw the cone out for where you want them to watch, and you can't watch everything. It's, you can get as far as 180 degrees, and that's as much as you can do. So whatever direction you're facing him for Overwatch, it's up to 180 degrees, and that's it. Um, I tend to just overlap multiple cones and call it good when I'm trying to just hunker down. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's still scratching the itch. It's still pretty cool. still looks pretty cool. A um, couple things about the UI is a little bit ugly. Um, still really fucking solid game. I don't know how I'm splitting my time between the two games right now <laughs> because there's just so much of that that I want to do and not enough time. I'm building lots of shit around here. Yeah. Yeah, Phoenix Point's not. Uh, as soon as it comes on Game Pass, I'll, I'll probably play it. You know, play with it. Yeah, I think you guys aren't as big into the XCOM thing as I am, but there are two going to be two XCOM-like games: Planetfall, which is a little more Civ than XCOM, and then Phoenix Point. Are both Phoenix Point should get out of cert soon, and when it does get out of cert, then it'll be dropping on Game Pass yeah. for both PC first and then console. Right, and, and yeah, because. Because of uh, the situation, I am now only able to play things that come out on PC. So, um, yeah, that's uh, you know I've been watching around for uh, for uh, for PC drops on things you know on the Game Pass. Well, and if I... you're really against Epic right now, I mean, you can wet your whistle on this when it hits Windows Game Store. Yeah, it's... or just pick up fucking Game, Game Pass. Pass is, it know... pays for itself every couple of months. It yeah. Really, it does. Um, Sometimes there'll be like almost a month of stuff I don't want to play, then something comes out, and I'm just, that's how I got into Planetfall. I was like, well, this is cool on console. I wonder if it's on PC, and then I went through Green Man on their Black Friday and got it for like 18 bucks because I did want that game, right? But right. like if you wanted to play a shit, there's a shit like My Friend Pedro. We talked about that earlier this year. Right. That's on there. Yeah. You know, there's you can do all kinds of stuff with Game Pass. It's it's it is probably one of the better deals as far as subscription service. Um, I can tell you, I mean, looking through the the stuff at you know uh, like EA Premier, which is kind of like that only for EA games. Um, there all is, you get is EA games. I mean, all you get is EA games, sure. But I mean, you know, looking at the uh, the library for stuff that's available on Premier, there's only maybe a couple games that I was even really interested in. That's why I only picked up picked it up for a month. I mean, if this is something that you want to do, you could you know, go and actually get um you could either pay for one month or get a three month card from you know from pretty much any store uh for uh for Game Pass. And you know, for the money that you spend on you know on that three months, there's probably, you know, a good you know, three or four games that you would, you know, you'd be able to play that you want to play. And that pays for itself plus some right there. 
you know, you know, I'm all, we're all about gaming on the cheap, right? So that's, you know, if there isn't a sale going on, thanks Steam, uh, that's a, that's a really great option. And they keep changing, you know, they keep updating it too, which is nice. The inclusion of the, uh, the PC, you know, versions of games, while it's not all of the games, it's still a decent portion of the games. And that's, uh, you know, that's really what's driving the value for me. Oh man. I've, um, I've actually played a little bit more of, uh, of, of destiny. I've, you know, destiny is, you know, my call of duty, I guess. Uh, cause I keep going back to it and there was a, uh, uh, the new season actually came out, uh, this week, uh, called season of the dawn, uh, which is, you know, got arguably more content than a full expansion that they put out right after the beginning of the, you know, right after, uh, after the first year. Uh, so curse of Osiris was right after, uh, you know, the game launched as far as the first expansion. And this season has more content than curse of Osiris. Uh, <laughs> I mean, arguably it, it really kind of, uh, it, it really kind of adds or, you know, adds to Mercury and the, the, the whole Osiris story, uh, includes a, uh, a special mission, uh, called the sundial. And that basically has you going back through time and f- fighting off the cabal. Uh, and that is a, it's a really interesting, you know, uh, activity. It's a lot more interesting than the Vex invasions from last season. Um, and the rewards are really fucking good. Uh, there's a lot more weapons available, uh, than the previous season. Uh, there is a really cool scout rifle that you get with the season pass. Uh, that is a full auto scout rifle, uh, that when you make, when you, uh, hit headshots, it has a counter that goes up to 15. And as you hit headshots, it will charge this battery basically in the gun. And then you hold the reload button and it changes the gun to a seeking arc bolt firing mode that gets a damage bonus based off of how many headshots you had gotten prior to that, which can to tap people to shot people in PVP with enough headshots. You have to get, I think it's like six or seven headshots before you change the mode over. But once you change the mode over, it turns into a fucking heat seeking projectile that can two shot people for 10 seconds. Nice. It's nutty. It's absolutely nutty in PVP because a full auto scout rifle is already pretty strong in PVP. And the two-shot ability with the heat-seeking projectile is uh, is kind of broken. Actually, it's really it's really powerful. Um, but there is a number of different guns that you can get in you know uh, in this season's uh, activity that is really fun to use, uh, and importantly, they look good. Because last season's fucking weapons all looked like they were guns that were found 
uh, on the side of a fucking road and had been overgrown by fucking grass. Everything had fucking grass and leaves and dirt and it was nasty looking and fucking it. They were not visually appealing and I hate using them. Um, but have they had some decent roles, so I, I picked some up. Um, the Saint 14 stuff is, uh, it's interesting. It's probably one of the bigger, uh, lore mysteries and lore bits that has been in Destiny. There's a, a thing that a lot of players, you know, that have been following the story of Destiny kind of wanted to visit. Uh, and the ability to go back in time uh, is, you know, it's it's an interesting, uh, you know, plot device that you can use, uh, considering time has always been a thing in Destiny. Like, the Vex has always been, you know, attacking through time. So being able to actually use that to our advantage to go back and, you know, you know, save a legend is kind of interesting. Um, the fact that he's Russian is fucking amazing. I don't know why, but it is, uh, it just fits the character, I think. Um, right. Cause you just imagine him being a badass. Uh, and I won't spoil anything uh, for people who actually won't like destiny, but I mean, he he has a uh he has a coming to terms you know he he's not he hasn't always been a badass let's just say that uh so you kind of see parts of things from the lore that aren't the legend so you you kind of see that he doesn't start off being the Billy badass that he turns out to be in, in all the stories. So that's, that said, um, I've been playing a lot of that. Of course, uh, the season being a, a brand new season, it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to go for about three, you know, three months. Uh, and it's going to suck up pretty much all of the free time. Uh, but the, uh, the difference here is, is I'm not also experiencing all of an expansion. Because last season was Shadowkeep plus the season of the Undying. So there was a lot of content all at once. This is just, it's it's a lot of content, but it's probably content that I can do passively over the course of three months, which will free me up to be able to play other games. You know, so that's kind of important. Uh, I definitely can get burnt out uh, on Destiny. That happened last time. Uh, and I don't want to uh, do that. I just kind of want to passively play, uh, cause it is, a, it's, it's a, it's a fun title. Um, and being that it's sunk money, uh, might as well. <laughs> right. So I'm not spending anything more on it. I'm just paying what I you know, uh, paid for or playing what I paid for. And it's going to last for the next, what, nine months. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, there are a few games that, yeah, I would like to get my hands on, you know, uh, Mech Warrior, but I'm not going to go out of my way to buy it because I feel like I need to play that game with the Hotas for some reason. 
Um, and it's pretty much all I've got right now. I do do nef- definitely need to uh, finish uh, Fallen Order, and I think that's going to happen this weekend. Well, do we want to hit a news break? Yeah, let's get a uh, let's get a break. We'll be back. <laughs> don't that, nuzzle my ear anymore that's not creepy hey you know witcher comes out by the time you hear this Witcher will be out on netflix oh yeah oh yeah in a week oh my gosh that's in a so week that's... we'll be releasing this probably the week after witcher launches i think so that's so that would be the 20th uh yeah it's also the last podcast of the year it is now, we noticed um, that halfway through. Yeah, we or we're going to make a point of it. Through. I completely forgot. Dupe. It's the thirteenth, but you know you'll hear about this last week of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, yeah. Um, I want to take a moment to very quickly troll, troll, uh, yeah, troll, yeah. So you know how they do the game award thing. I I stopped watching that a few years back, and I realized that it was just like I don't even know what they're thinking at this point. It's, what do you mean? I don't know that they're thinking. Uh, you realize who votes for these things, right? That would be the influencers. You know, outlets like IGN and GameRanks and things like that. So here's yeah. the crazy thing. Okay. We haven't talked much about their game of the year, any of them except for Outer Worlds. So without you can go through it right so the name of Sekiro was named game of the year yeah which i had a hard time jumping into hey. i'm sure it's a good game i just can't quite get into it but the list was controlled death stranding super smash brothers resident evil 2 Sekiro, and the outer worlds and the only one that everybody at this table has played is the outer worlds and then we bounced off everything else right i still have control sitting over there not a bad game it's just not the vibe i'm going for and i probably won't finish it for the end of the year yeah, I'm going to give it back to John Carousel, Pupcast John, and let him finish it. He really likes it. It's just not my cup of tea. Okay. Um, best game direction. We had Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Secure, and Outer Worlds, and that got Death Stranding? Game direction? Death, yeah. Okay. Disco Elysium's been making a lot of headlines with the way it's different than a lot of RPGs, and it's not a combat RPG at all. Right. Um, haven't played it. Didn't really seem that interesting to me. It's it. It actually was not on a lot of people's radars until after this event. And considering, I think it got four awards. It did. It got narrative. It got um something else. I'll get into it. Yeah, I think it but got just... narrative and two indie things. Um. Yeah, and like, I don't want to go through the whole list, but I'm just saying, like the list of stuff. On this, I'm going to read the whole list without going through everything. Mm-hmm. Best narrative, Plague Tale, Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds, again, the only thing that this table's played. Again, uh, Best Art Direction, Control, Death Stranding, Gris, Sayonara, Sekiro, Legend of Zelda. We've all finished Outer Worlds. That's wasn't even in there. Best score in music, which we could give a shit about most of the time. Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts, Sayonara. I would have said... 
Rebel Galaxy. Um, I don't. I I disagree. Uh, it has a soundtrack. It doesn't matter to me. I, I it's Space not. Cowboys. It's not a score though. That's the problem. Audio design. Call of Duty. Jason's the only one playing that. Uh, control. I could control would have gotten that for me. Gears Five. Resident Evil Two. Sekiro. Best performance. People in video games. Games for impact. I hate that category. Gris. Uh, the artsy game. Life is Strange 2, CS Solitude, Kind Words, Concrete Genie, Best Ongoing Game, Apex, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy, Fortnite, got it. Uh, Fortnite got it? Yep. Best Independent Game, Baba's You, Could Care Less, Katana Zero, Mildly Interested, Disco Elysium, pretty consistent here. That's the one that got it. Outer Wilds, Untitled Goose Game, Outer Wilds should have got that by a landslide. Mm. Uh, no, no, that's Outer Wilds, not Outer Worlds. Outer Wilds, I, that's not Outer Wilds was just kind of like a exploration situation, so. Yeah. There's something about that that didn't really click with me. Best community support, not going to even do it. Best mobile game, not going to even entertain it. Best VR, AR game, Asgard's Wrath, haven't heard about it. Blood and Truth, uh, have heard about it. No Man's Sky, it's a weird place to put it. Well. Trover Saves the Universe and Beat Saber, Beat Saber got it, that was right. Of course. Best action game, Apex, Astral Chain, Call of Duty, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, Metro, Exodus, Devil May Cry. Got it. That's mm. a weird one to get that. Interesting. Um, the best action adventure game, Borderlands, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil, Legend of Zelda, Sekiro got that. Best RPG, Disco Elysium again. And then Final Fantasy 14, Kingdom Hearts, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds should have got that. Out of that RPG? List. Yeah. Okay. Out of that list, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fighting, yeah, I don't care. Fighting games? Best Family Guy, I don't care. Best Strategy Game? The, gave it to the only game that some people care about. I don't care. But they had Age of Wonders on here. They had Anno 1800, Fire Emblem, Total War, Three Kingdoms, Tropico 6, and Wargroove. They gave it to Fire Emblem. I'm sure this nymph would tell me that was probably the right choice. Yeah, I'm probably better handle them here in a second. Sports game or multiplayer game and developer Disco Elysium again. Um, content creator awards, best esports game, best esports player, best esports team, best esports event, best esports coach, best esports host. That was all the categories, and you can see how many shits we give. <laughs> so we'll give you something that feels a little bit more wholesome and in-house soonish. We got to finish games. Because we don't have a staff. This is the staff on this table, plus Trent. So, what's some other things? There's a few things that came out of that, though, right? It, there were. There was uh, There was a few uh, announcements, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like, f- just as an example, uh, it was announced uh, there that uh, Telltale is back developing one of their... A sequel to one of their games. The one they, that I wanted. Yep. They are actively developing Wolf Among Us 2. That's the one that needed to happen because that was yep. the best one that they've done. I um, am super cool with this. Yes. I incredibly cool. I am I'm actually quite I was quite happy with that announcement. That was uh I mean they provided a small teaser which was just Kind of the it had the same art style, which I was cool with, uh, and the exact same art style just looked like a little bit upresed. Yeah, and and that's all that I really want from that is more of this, you know, more of the same kind of storytelling. 
because they did a damn good job of it. They did. Um, Another interesting one also announced. Um, So this goes along with the fact that uh, Microsoft revealed that Project Scarlet's officially labeled Series X. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about that name, man? Yeah, whatever. It's whatever. It's a name. I don't re- it's a name. I, I don't mean, really the, care. I don't know if it's concert concept art or not, but it looks kind of like a. It kind of looks like a steam machine. So yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to stop. I want to hold you right there before you talk about the next game because the Series X. You we had to bring it up first, right? Uh, Series X, man, was one of the bigger announcements during you know during the show, uh, and uh, it does look quite like a PC. Uh, it is a rectangular prism as the uh, as uh game rigs called it uh, uh and it definitely looks like a micro pc build yeah it it's I mean, it's the way that they showed it it was stand uh, stood up and it looked like a rectangular you know box um stood up more square you know than f- not flat not like the previous console generations they weren't flat it's it's a chunky boy um, it has a, it has one fan in it and it's at the top with a fairly large cooling grate that looks like it lights up green. Um, and, uh, it's got some pretty beefy specs to it. Like, uh, incredibly beefy specs. It has what, like four times the ability, uh, the, uh, uh, processing power and, you know, four times the, you know, the, uh, the graphics and that ha- it uses GDDR6 memory and it has 40 times the IO, you know, you know, IO capacity, which is, you know, just a fucking tech term for it goes fast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, basically they're, uh, they're touting that uh, with everything they're pushing into it, which includes a uh, which includes a proprietary processor from that they worked on, uh, proprietary Zen two processor that they worked on with AMD. Interesting. Um, AMD coming ahead again with hey, right? Their multi-core um, uh, threads are great. They are uh, they are touting that it will play in 4K at a full 60 FPS with possibility of up to 120. I uh, guess that's going to depend on the environment and exactly what the game is pushing. Yeah. Um, the the one that uh, the the spec that got me scratching my head is to is this bullshit was the 8K at 60. Right. Because um, <laughs> they are. Uh, well, it says 8K capability. I don't know that that was at 60 seconds. I think that that was probably a misread um, uh, yeah. by whoever wrote that particular article that you read. Um, but it is a full SSD build. Uh, yeah, um, NVMe. Boom. They are, uh, they are touting a variable rate shading feature as well as a auto low latency and dynamic latency input so they're saying it should be their most responsive console to date 
Um, it needs to be, considering PC is, you know, you know, gaining way, you know, it's, yep. PC's blown out, uh, blown away console power for years now, and... It kind of always will, though, won't it? It kind of will, because consoles are, are, are set for a specific spec, right? You know, and we only really have seen you know, iterations in, in incremental increases in power over the last generation, really, uh, with the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, right? Uh, the way that this uh, this is set up is it, on paper, so, you know, has about the same spec as a mid to high grade, not necessarily you know, top of the line, but mid to high yep. grade PC. Yeah. And just, just breaking down exactly how PC like this is, um, they're looking at, um, they're claiming up to 12 ter- teraflops worth of computing power, which is, you know, I mean, um, yeah, 16 gigs of that DDR G DDR six, six, uh, RAM and it's three like, uh, three of that dedicated to the operating system, so you have thirteen for for everything for, else for graphics. Yeah, it um, it's good for you know graphics. It's a graphics uh, memory and NVMe SSD and right that's kind of you know um, becoming the standard for gaming machines nowadays. The uh, um, the processor is a is an eight core at two point three gigahertz. Eight core at two point three. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Well, yep. That's um, not too bad. But then again, oh wait, I'm sorry. Nope, that's back into the Xbox One X's. Right. For, sorry, it's eight core, three point five gigahertz. Three point five. Okay, so yeah. that's actually really good, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that is actually a. Uh, a fairly beefy AMD processor, you know, processor. Yep. So, of course, they will have versions with different storages, at different different uh, storage sizes, at different price points. There will be uh, the premium version, which has a disk drive, and there will be a lower cost budget version without the disk drive. Well, so it'll be digital only. It's basically what um, you know what we found from Scarlet. Yeah. It's it, it's the same thing. The same idea mm-hmm. that they had, yeah, you know, because all this is is Scarlet with its actual sales name. Yep. So uh, we knew that that was going to be a thing. Uh, one of the things that I uh, that I read about it though is that it's totally backwards compatible. Yep. Which means, and... which means they can, you can pull an Xbox, the original Xbox game disc off of your shelf yep. and put it into the disc drive, and mm-hmm. it'll play it. And then the last uh, little bit I have for you is that the GPU is a custom AMD R- on the RDNA architecture. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty interested in what they do with this console. The, my Either major... way, this won't be available till like October or November next yeah, year. That's ho- fine. I've got to pay off this credit card. For sure. <laughs> um, right. The idea of getting a, uh, another console uh, or getting a console in general, it has to be as fast as my current PC for me to actually really enjoy right. any of my time with it. 
And my major problem with the Xbox uh, Xbox One, may it rest in pieces as soon as I hit it with a sledgehammer, um, is that it didn't, at launch, didn't even have the power of a uh, of a PC. And the only real reason that I had one is because I couldn't play games with my friends otherwise. For me, it's just... What's going to be on it that's not on PC, basically? Yeah. Well, or it's my 4K machine for right now. Right. So it being uh, it, it being a 4K machine and going up to 8K, which I think is just a future proofing thing. Uh, I don't. I'm not big on that. You know, on 8K, I don't think is going to be a a factor when playing video games. No. You, you're probably going to opt for 4K for better. You know. 4K is damn good enough, uh, and you're probably going to, if you're like me, opt for you know just 1080p and get mm-hmm. the absolute best performance yeah. out of the machine you possibly well, can. Well, and that's just kind of like what I was doing with MechWare. I was showing you, like, there wasn't a huge discernible difference playing at 1440, which is double 1080, essentially, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, versus 1080 because of the overall texture quality was high. Yeah. And it didn't make sense to go higher because I was getting a very smooth 60 with what I'm doing. Right. And that's an action game, so that's right. what I wanted to play it at. Now, there are some times that that's not the case, but in the case with a lot of games, um, you're not going to notice a lot of difference at, at a certain point. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely notice and, the difference between 1080p and 4K, uh, a little less yeah. so than 1440. Um, well, you know, 4K Witcher versus by, 1080 Witcher is a pretty big difference. Yeah, there's right? a pretty big difference there. So lot, when there's just, a lot of fine detail. Yeah. Just by comparison, just to just give you an idea, the Xbox One X currently, uh, its processor is going at, at 2.3 gigahertz. It has uh, 12 gigs of D- GDDR5 RAM and a terabyte hard drive that is a standard hard drive. Standard it's not mechanical. Solid state. So, I mean, yeah. The big thing this with has potential. The the big thing with uh, uh, with the new generation, the the Series X, is uh, the NVMe is going to you know provide a much faster load time. Uh, I'm hoping that the uh, that the premier version of that the the top tier version of that has at least a one terabyte. Uh, I mean, NVMe. I got that terabyte one for under a hundred bucks. Right, and the price for those things have just gone down over the years because the the technology has become more available and easier to produce. So at least one terabyte NVMe is what I'm looking for in. Uh, you know, in, in the new console, in the yeah. new console generation, I would agree. Uh, and especially with game sizes just increasing. I mean, uh, Call of Duty itself was over a hundred gigs, right? Yeah, and and that's like, actually ballooned quite a bit. You know, from just a few years ago, where I mean, the biggest games you were getting were like 60 50, gigs. yeah, 50, well, 60. Well, there was Doom at yeah. like 80. Yeah, but Doom, uh, the Doom was its own thing. Uh, and I'm not quite sure that they had that quite optimized to reduce the, uh, the download, uh, for it. But the, um, 
the idea behind these games getting bigger and bigger and bigger is that the textures that that they have to include for 4K or up to 8K in some cases are yeah. going to take up more space. You know, and it's going to continue to be about 100 gig or so uh, per game. And you're going to have to have some space, you know, for the operating system and whatnot. So you're looking yep. at only being able to put in like maybe seven or eight games before you fill up your uh, your hard drive. Yep. So, I mean, the, it all sings good. But right. while they were announcing that, they also announced uh, one of their game studios is working on another sequel I'll look forward to. What's that? Sauna Saga Hellblade 2. Senua Saga. Senua Saga. Senua Saga Hellblade 2. That reminded me, I was really curious about the soundtrack, and there's some Dutch experimental band called Heilung that did the soundtrack for that. The the, the trailer. I was was looking that up immediately. I was like, that fits into the weirdness that I normally like to listen to. I knew that that was going to strike a tone. Some kind of weird... So, experimental Viking-esque band. I just looked at the live performance for that, and I was like, oh, they're wearing, like, Norse shaman shit on stage. Let's – I'm just going to pick it up on my Amazon Music, and I'm going to listen to it the way to work and see what that's like. It's uh, – so the the trailer for that, it's not a really long trailer. It is – you know, should be noted, though, that what they showed in the trailer, they said, was uh, in-game uh, – that was the – that was in engine rendering. In, in engine the, rendering, exactly for the Series X. Right. So that's a, what it's supposed to look like on the Series X. Which I'm sure Microsoft Game Studios uh, subsidiaries already have a beta version of the console. I mean, all that uh, all that really is is I mean, they it's didn't just show a PC with the right components. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they didn't show. Like actual gameplay, but they did show right. environments, and the environments looked really good. Really good. But I mean, Hellblade itself looked, looked really, really good. good. They did a really I good mean, job. Even of that. on my even on my Xbox, I'm going to say S, that again. That looked amazing. Really good. <laughs> really good. The uh, um, uh, it is re- really good. Uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> now the uh the the trailer's amazing. I really like the soundtrack though. That was uh the the song choice that they did for that fits perfectly. Uh and the first time I watched that, I was just jaw open like, "Wow, that's fucking cool." And I mean, it's a very monotone powerful like Viking-esque track that they put in there. And it's just, wow, great. If it you is. haven't seen it, watch it. It's awesome. I even like the fact that she does like this kind of crazy eye bit right halfway through it. It's, <laughs> it gets the, uh, the facial expression. The intensity, in yeah. the intensity of the original looks like it's back. Yeah. Um, and the whispers are still happening too. So that's, that's a thing. So she was listening to the whispers at the beginning of the uh, uh, at the beginning of the trailer, so that was a uh, that that's a thing, man. So I th- the only other thing like I notice is so Dark Alliance is getting a new release next year. Okay, so 
do you guys remember Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, the uh, basically the twin stick shooter that came out on console after Baldur's Gate, essentially? Um, yeah. Vaguely. Yes. Vaguely. I know, John, if you're listening, me and you played the hell out of it a long time ago. But um, they're using Salvador Dali, or Salvador Dali. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wow. R.A. Salvatore 2. <laughs> that's a, that's that's a, a hell of a leap. <laughs> R.A. Salvatore is the one that's writing the script for it. Now, he did, okay, he did Kingdoms the, of Amalur, and he's done a lot of fantasy writing he, for other done, things that aren't games. He's done the... the he's a lot of D&D stuff, right? Drist uh, series. He was the uh, the author for the uh, for pretty much all of the uh, the Forgotten Realms Drist series. Yep. Yeah, so that's supposed to be a thing next week, and of course we got Baldur's Gate three coming, so we got a couple of Baldur's Gate titles. I think next year, I should have looked further into this. I just saw that, and I didn't see who's making it, and that's a big deal to me. Next year is the year of D and D, right? It yeah, is. Who's making this? Uh, Dark Alliance is being developed by uh, 2Q Games, T-U-Q-U-E. Do they have a list of a couple things they've done? Uh, let me look. I feel like that's really important to how, what our expectations should be. Um, it's, uh, of course it's kind of owned by Wizards. Let's see. So, Wizards of the Coast. So, a lot of Wizards games. Um, doo -doo -doo. It is there. Um, games list. What we've been working on. They just do a lot of D&D &D games. So, Wikipedia. The source for all good knowledge. What games have you worked on? Oh. Only one other game before, uh, and that is a game called Live Lock, which oh, I have fuck never fuck that game. That game sucks ass. I, I hadn't heard it of that. It was free on Xbox. Top-down twi twin-stick shooter game. It's not a good game. So. It's not a good game. I, we'll see. Okay. So, kind of shaky already on that, and they don't have a whole lot of... Uh, they don't have a whole lot of titles before that. But you said that uh, that Dark Alliance was a twin-stick shooter, so that might be something that they've approved upon since Livelock. We'll see. Livelock came out in 2016, and apparently Justin hates it. Uh, it was a free game on Xbox, and I'm not impressed at <laughs> in the least. So, all right. We'll uh, we'll see oh. how that works out then. So, anyways, um, what else we got? Uh, that's pretty much it for me. I know that the uh, that during the uh, during the show, um, uh, Digital Extremes had a little thing where they uh, released by surprise the next update for Warframe. Uh, right there on stage, which was the Railjack or the Empyrean update, which allowed you to, uh, to actually do the Railjack missions, which is a, uh, squad based ship to ship thing in Warframe. 
This is something that Warf- uh, Warframe's been looking forward to for, I don't know, a year, year and a half now. Yeah. Uh, and having kind of fallen off of Warframe, I'm I'm not super interested in it. But I do understand from the community and people who had played that game quite a bit that this update needs to be damn near perfect for Warframe to be continue, uh, continue to be relevant in any way. Um, cause they've kind of, uh, had some stumbles over the last year, uh, and have not delivered. So that is, uh, that's kind of up in the air right now. I've got, uh, quite a few people on this, uh, on a discord that is trying and testing it out and I'm, you know, watching what they're doing. Uh, but I'm not going to jump back into Warframe. There's no fucking way. <laughs> I mean, I spent a lot of money on that fucking game, but it's kind of played its course for me. Okay. But that was, I mean, that was a surprise. That was not expected. We knew that it was, you know, coming at some point, and we were kind of expecting it probably within the month, but we didn't expect it to happen at the you know, at the, uh, uh, game awards. Yeah. That. Yeah. There was a lot announced at this game awards that you usually don't see this much announced. I, well, you don't normally see that much announced on top of, you don't, uh, the Xbox, you know, uh, series X reveal wasn't anticipated. That was, that was something that, I had thought they were going to wait for like an E3 or, uh, or some other kind of, you know, big event. I didn't think that they were going to, uh, to do that at a, uh, at the game awards. So they're ahead of the ball right now. Um, because yeah. PlayStation five is out there, but we don't have, we only have the working concept of the PlayStation five. We don't have what it's actually going to look like. Um, or what its actual specs are. Right. And that, that right there could be a, uh, that could, that could make some changes. I mean, PlayStation has some time if they wait till E3 to, uh, uh, to release the final, uh, final info for the PlayStation five, they could, you know, they could run away with it. So we'll see. I mean, I've, that's. You know, there's a console war. It's been raging for fucking what twenty years, you know, now. So the only thing is, the console war rings hollow the older you get, because then you have money to get both. I mean, yes, true, but not everybody can. Uh, so, and for me, I'm probably uh, I only just recently picked up the PlayStation Four because you upgraded. So, uh, I'm only gonna pick up one of them. Because I'm not a big console person and I want to make sure that I have access to certain games, but most of the games that are coming out on Xbox are also coming out on PC, which is kind of driving me towards a PlayStation. Right. So it's not not about my friends list anymore. It's because I don't play games online anymore. Uh, But (laughs) it's about game availability for me. When you play overnight, I mean, and the rest of your friends live, yeah, as daywalkers, you know, d- yeah. dirty humans. 
uh, <laughs> join the vampire army. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much. I mean, there's quite a bit. We're glossing over a lot of the smaller shit that happened at. Uh, uh, I mean, smaller relative. I mean, there's quite a bit of news there's... that came from uh, from the game awards. The game awards themselves aside, there was quite a bit there. Yeah, Game Awards were pretty useless. The some of the info that came out of it was pretty interesting. Yeah, the I mean, they're doing better. You remember the first Game Awards? You, no, I don't remember the first Game Awards no, either. I don't. Spike used to do it. Yeah, Spike used to do it, uh, and I thought it was a cool idea, but it was really, really, really bad looking. Honestly, as much as I like our show, if you want the in depth with somebody you that's entertain. There'll be like 25 hours of Bombcast talking about Game Awards stuff that will probably be uh, way more informative. Don't agree with everything they say, but I will say they have their own damn opinions mm-hmm. that don't always line up with the standard industry Game Awards stuff. So Just, you will not get 25 hours of Game Awards stuff from us. You might get a two-episode thing from us. Right. Now, the... Uh... The, there was one last thing that I wanted to talk about the Game Awards. If if you've actually uh, actually watched it, every time they announced or said something about uh, Fortnite, the crowd was strangely silent. Like every single time Fortnite was mentioned, there wasn't a whole lot of applause. There, there was it was a quite lot of cringe, very very quiet. And when Fortnite won that award from somebody who had actually gotten to that point in the video, I didn't watch it all. Um, somebody said that they had actually put an applause track over the video so that it sounded like people were actually excited that Fortnite won something. <laughs> I don't know how true it's, it it's is. Not, it's but not that it's a horrible game. It's just an incredibly mediocre game that Got popularity because it's just appeals to kids. Right. It might as well have been multiplayer Roblox, and that's where most of the industry sits with it. Yeah. It's incredibly, it's a money-making machine, but it might as well be a mobile game for what everybody else is concerned. Yeah. People would be cheering more for something like a World of Warcraft or a, you know, League of Legends than they would Fortnite. Right. I've, and I still have not played one fucking minute of Fortnite. And I continue to uh, – I'm going to continue to have that same record as long as I possibly can. So with that, Jason, where in the hell can you find us? Find us on Spotify and iTunes. Rate us. Review us. Do it. TheTiltCast.com. Do it. Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. And our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TheRealTiltCast. Find some damn friends of the show. Find Cabbage, Gibbage. Um, That's Trent. You can find – Pupcast. That's like it sounds, pup like puppies, like like Lola. Pupcast. Yeah. Woof. You've got other friends of the show, BMFcast.com, NoQuarters.net, and TVGP.tv. They do a game of the year show. And with that, it's the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Peace.